Hey TNT fam, good evening, happy Sunday and welcome to episode 16. How are my beautiful crazies today? It is a new month, yay. Summer is over and we're walking into autumn, thank goodness. I personally love the cooler seasons, I'm all for it. I can finally turn my aircon off, although I've still got it running 24 seven pretty much. Um, am I the only one here in Australia who sleeps with their aircon on? I just cannot stand the heat. I'm such a winter type of girl, like my vibe really is cardies and jackets and woolly socks and hot teas so i do think i may have come to the wrong country i hope you all had a really good week uh, i know i didn't check in last week my apologies for that i did make a note on social media i just needed the day to relax last sunday which i did i really just kind of like rested so thank you for your patience and apologies for missing last week but thank you for being here i hope you're all nice and relaxed and ready for tea time today I feel like I have just come out of a two week storm, to be honest. I feel like I've had a really overwhelming couple of weeks. It's been an emotional roller coaster for me, but you know, I had to come on and spend some good time with you guys. I always feel better after our tea parties. So I am looking forward to sharing what I learned and confronted these past two weeks, cause it's a big one for me. And I do feel like despite being such a difficult time or such an overwhelming time, I had a few breakthroughs, which I'm really thankful for. So. Before we introduce our topic and create some context, I actually have a story for you guys. I feel like we're gonna start this new segment in our intro that's like story of the week. Maybe we'll find like a cooler kind of name for it, but for now we'll just call it story of the week. So anyway, my story of the week, right? My mother moved back to New Zealand on Sunday, this Sunday just gone, which is why I needed to kind of just relax and, and rest. And she was kind enough to gift Nada and I with her fridge and washing machine, right? So we kept her fridge because it's massive. We had this little tiny fridge for 10 years that um, we've had to bend down and pull stuff out of for 10 years. Uh, so we were super thankful to have a fridge that is now taller than us that we don't have to bend down and reach into anymore. But we decided to put our little fridge and the washing machine that she gave us up for sale on Facebook Marketplace, right? So it was super easy. I took photos, I wrote the description, I followed the prompts and bam, we had our first listing ever on Facebook Marketplace. And we started getting messages straight away. Like all of them were talking about pay ID, um, but we were requesting cash only. And after the fifth person asking about pay ID, I was like, look, I know we're asking for cash, but we're losing out on all these potential sales. So let's get a pay ID, which I did. So then this woman messaged and she was like, I'm out of town, but my cousin can come and pick it up today. I'm like, oh great, okay, you know, just a reminder, it's cash only. She goes, oh, I'd love to pay cash, but my cousin doesn't have a bank account to send the money out to and kind of tells this whole like sad story. And I'm like, okay, like I'll help this sis out. Sounds like she's having a really hard time. Uh, here's my pay ID. What time is he gonna come and pick it up? And she's like, oh, by 5 p.m. tomorrow. I'm like, cool. So she messages and she's like, I've made the payment and I've been sent an email saying that the payment is on hold. So you should receive an email on your end. Um, it might be in your spam folder, right? It's from pay ID. So I'm like, okay, I check my spam folder. And sure enough, there's an email from pay ID saying that the payment has been made to my account, but is on hold because it's not a business account. And I said like, oh, it said the payer, right? So she, needs to pay an additional $500 to upgrade my account to a business account. But I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Like 
no way am I gonna ask this lady to pay an extra $500. And if my account needed to be a business account, my bank should have told me when I created my pay ID in the first place, or it shouldn't have allowed me to even create a pay ID, right? That's what's going on in my head. So I'm like, look, I'm gonna call the bank. But she's like, no, don't call the bank. You know, I just need to send you $500 to upgrade your account and then you can refund me back the $500 straight away, right? Like, all good, can I trust you? I'm like, whoa, this lady's like really trusting. You know, she's really trying to help me out because I have no idea how this pay ID works. You know, she's being really patient. So I'm like, oh, look, we've come this far. Sure, you know, 100%. If, if you're happy to pay the extra $500, I'll send it straight back to you as soon as it hits my account, right? So she, she makes the payment and I get another email saying, congratulations, your account has been upgraded to a business account. Um, no payment has been received as of yet, right? And the email explained that the funds were still on hold until I refund the $500 back out of my own pocket and send a screenshot back to PayID to confirm. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like you never said I had to pay you out of my own pocket and her payment hadn't hit my account yet, right? So alarm bells are going off in my head at this point and I've got Natai on the other line while I'm going back and forth with this lady on messenger and I start hyperventilating because I'm feeling really bad about making this lady pay all this money but I wasn't willing to pay $500 out of my own pocket so I end up saying to her like look I'm gonna call the bank she messages back again and she's like, I don't think there's a need to call the bank. Maybe email pay ID back and tell them how much you have. Maybe they can help. Not I was already on the phone to the bank at that time because he was like, this shit is not making any sense. And when I looked at the emails that were coming through, the email address that came from was a Gmail account rather than a business account. So then I started thinking, I was like, oh, like this lady might have me sweating over here for no reason. Like she might be being a tricksy. Am I getting tricked right now? So I Google pay ID scam. And what do you know? It's like scammers pretend to deposit large amounts into your account by a pay ID, which you then refund back to them out of your own pocket, only to realize that large deposit they said they made never hits your account. So the bank finally picks up. I tell them the story and we're having like, a fucking laugh because the guy's like yes you're being scammed like where did this happen oh facebook marketplace yeah that's that's their favorite hunting ground and i'm sitting here like omg i've just had my first experience of being scammed i have never been scammed before like honestly i thought being scammed online was really kind of like exclusive to the generation above us that have no idea what they're doing <laughs> online but here i am almost being scammed so i messaged this lady back a really nice message like Peace be with you, I'll keep you in my prayers. Whatever guys, you know I didn't message back that. I sent her a really not nice message. And then I spent the rest of the day um, playing the victim card to Narai so that he can get me really nice feeds and give me really like heaps of cuddles because it was just, it was such an overwhelming experience. Like it was funny, but it was also like traumatizing. Like he's laughing his head off. He's like, they really had you sweating. Like I haven't heard you stress out like that and like hypervent <laughs> like, like that in a while. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, it was so intense. Even when I'm getting scammed, guys, my people-pleasing tendencies take over and I'm like, I don't wanna do it, but I don't wanna let them down. <laughs> I don't wanna do it, but I don't wanna let the scammer down. Oh, it's so bad. I'm very glad to report that no money was lost on my end, okay? We weren't gonna send $500 to the stranger out of my own pocket for no reason. But like I said, the stress that came from that whole situation, I swear took years off my life. So 
please guys be careful out there okay scammers always be scamming i have successfully sold the fridge and the washing machine on facebook marketplace which is great but i had to weed through so many scammers to do it i ended up like making a game out of it in the end you know like how long can i mess with the scammer before he realizes i'm just wasting his time <laughs> like there really are some scumbags out there so please be careful so that's my story of the freaking week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> anyway, this week's topic, as I mentioned earlier, is a big one for me and I'm humbled by it. I cannot wait to share some of the breakthroughs I have had with it. I have spoken about this topic in season one, so I'm glad to be rehashing it out, especially given that I'm in a different space in a different time and have a different understanding of it. So we are going to be talking about reparenting, refathering in particular. Okay, as some of you may know, I was raised by a single mother, um, a lot of uncles and aunties and my grandmother. My father was in and out a lot. So refathering myself is and has been a massive part of my healing process. I'm very thankful to be learning about this. It is super difficult to learn and confront, but it's also very rewarding if you grew up under similar um, circumstances, you know, if you're having to refather yourself also, I applaud you, I support you, I'm here for it, and I hope, you know, something that I share with you today helps. I have left some links in the episode description and some clips or, you know, talks, TED talks about fatherhood and the role of the father. Uh, please do feel free to browse through those. I found them very, really <laughs> educational and very thought-provoking, so... Cool. Are we comfortable? Do we have our teas with us? Are we ready to spill? Let's do it. Let's jump into episode 16, Refathering, How to Be Your Own Daddy. Guys, please do have a look at some of those clips I've shared. A lot of them really helped me shift my perspective around fatherhood and men in general and they also sparked some really interesting conversations within my household so i do encourage you to have a watch truthfully it was really fun and really enlightening to learn about the father role within the home and within the nuclear family system i feel like i've spent a lot of my life focusing on the absence of my father and the emotional trauma associated with that absence and only recently have i been able to take a step back and be like you know what i'd really like to understand what role the father plays within the family unit and in a child's um, development so i can analyze my upbringing from a logical standpoint like we all have fathers, some are physically and mentally present, some are physically present but mentally absent, some are physically and mentally abusive, some are anonymous, some are angel fathers who have passed on, some are absent, some are part-time or peekaboo fathers as one man put it. Uh, so I was really interested to learn what exactly fatherhood entailed, for example, like what other responsibilities and elements or benefits that fathers bring to the family table in comparison or more so in conjunction with what mothers bring to the table. Okay, so one of the videos I referenced, I think it's called We Need to Change the Conversation About Fathers, was incredibly educational for me. I really loved it. I do recommend having a watch. 
It looks at fatherhood from an anthropological standpoint and takes you through the journey of a father and the connection they have or and the role they play in their child's life, right? So the whole premise behind it was that there is so much information and so many resources out there for mothers. However, fathers can often be left by the wayside with minimal information, minimal references and minimal research being done to fully understand the experience of fatherhood, right? Specifically a father who is fully present in their child's life. So from what I gathered, or at least to my understanding, right? Concerning the development of a child and the function played within a child's life, fatherhood consists of the following and these are just to name a few or at least the ones that stood out to me the most that kept like coming up kept reoccurring we've got protection and safety encouragement discipline delayed gratification confidence and self-esteem exploration and logic right so keep in mind we're talking about the father role within Western society. Like it would be super cool to investigate various cultures and you know get a wider scope of things from a cultural perspective, but we're talking about Western society. And even in Western society, gender roles and parental roles have changed and continue to change over time. But like, by no means are we saying that mothers can't or don't fulfill these needs or functions. But in general, in a monogamous, heterosexual relationship within a nuclear family system in Western civilization, these are things our fathers contribute to our childhood development and consequently our adult lives, right? So the father role is really concerned with setting us up and equipping us for success in our external world, okay? So by creating and providing us with safety and security as children, by balancing encouragement with discipline, um, and by rearing us to be logically capable, our fathers grant us the opportunity to build the confidence and self-assurance needed to explore and push our limits, to make mistakes and know that we're supportive and to pursue our goals and dreams. It isn't difficult to see and imagine then how hard it is when you grow up with absent, abusive or inconsistent fathers, right? We miss out on the protection and feeling of safety. We miss out on the encouragement. We miss out on learning discipline and the importance of structure. We struggle with confidence and self-esteem. We struggle with logic and leadership. We might be lucky enough to have second parents, whether it be mothers, fathers, uncles, aunties, and grandparents who can help fill that gap, right? Help heal that father wound. But the father wound runs so deep and if it's left unhealed, it has the potential to hold us back from living the lives we want to live and becoming the highest versions of ourselves that we want to become. We eventually come to the conclusion that we ourselves must fill whatever gaps are left over, right? We come to that conclusion once we become adults. So one of the most interesting parts of the fatherhood role that helped me shift my whole outlook on my childhood was the significance of rough and tumble play, right? Like, you know, when you see children kind of like playing with their fathers, wrestling, tackling, climbing, jumping and rolling, um, you know, all that fun stuff. Like once the baby kind of moves out from toddler stages where they're just trying to like hold their head up and <laughs> learn how to crawl to, yeah, like they can actually play now. So. Rough and tumble play actually contributes to a child's social and emotional development. Uh, it teaches the child how to regulate, understand and manage their emotions and it assists with 
social development by allowing them to explore and learn their boundaries and the boundaries of others, right? So straight away, when I learned about like the significance of rough and tumble play, I had a flashback of memories with like my uncles and my older bros, like the older men in my life, training or racing down at the track in Newtown or monkey bar races, wrestling, you know, being thrown up in the air or thrown off the wharf. Um, I felt a huge wave of love and gratitude and a kind of relief. That's the best way I could put it. Like an actual like feeling of relief that even though my father's presence was inconsistent growing up, this part of my childhood development, that uh, rough and tumble play, was fulfilled by all these wonderful men. So I was able to shift my perspective and change my childhood story completely just by realizing where I gained rather than where I lacked in my childhood. So I made a note and you might want to make a note too to keep rough and tumble play alive in my adult life, right? So play and have fun. Don't take life too seriously. Try new activities and explore your physical and mental limits. Take care of your body so you can run, roll, jump, wrestle, climb for as long as you can. Don't be afraid to explore and establish boundaries. So that's our first takeaway on how to refather ourselves, how to be our own daddies, right? Is to prioritize play. And this can be difficult to do as an adult. Like we're all so serious with our friggin' jobs and our bills and our adult problems. <laughs> like play usually falls to the wayside, but play is super important. Laughter is important. Fun is important. Give yourself that space and time to indulge in those pleasures, right? So that's our first takeaway. After rough and tumble play, I then thought of the encouragement and discipline side of fatherhood, okay? We can understand how important these things are for like our self-esteem and confidence. If we're thoroughly encouraged to be our best and push our limits, if we're properly disciplined to know the expectations of the world, the more confident we are in pursuing our dreams and the more capable we are of shaping our external world, right? So I was very lucky, lucky enough to have a father who was big on affirmations, right? So even though his presence was inconsistent, when he was around, he would usually plant these affirmations firmly into my head. And they were great affirmations. A lot of them I still use today. So he was great on that. I think one of the saddest things we can experience from our fathers is naked, uh, blah, blah, naked, <laughs> sorry, negative affirmations and invalidation, okay? If our fathers are verbally abusing us or telling us we're useless, we won't, well, you know, or they're like, you won't amount to anything. Um, you know, if they're like, we're not good enough or, you know, that type of stuff, that's, that's fucking rough. You know what I mean? If this man is supposed to help equip you for the outside world and he's telling you that you're not going to amount to shit, that's a deep and hurtful father wound to have. And if that's you, if you're listening right now and that is or has been your reality and your experience with your father, I'm really sorry you've had to go through that and I hope you know that you're like way more deserving of that and despite the circumstances, you can and will heal from that. I hope that for you. Um, but yeah, aside from my own father's affirmations, I immediately thought of my grandmother who was a, a constant presence in my childhood. She was both an encouraging presence in my life and also a tyrant when it concerned discipline and structure. 
She pushed me hard and was not afraid to dish out tough love, but she also celebrated with me and encouraged me to keep going. Um, my Nana really planted in me this belief that I can do and will do anything I put my mind to. And that belief fuels me in every aspect of my life. Like my Nana really is one of the wisest women I know and uh, one of the only women, if not the only woman within my family unit who I feel comfortable enough to share with and be myself with. So I always knew, I just thought it interesting. I always knew she fulfilled certain gaps I had from my mother wound, but coming to the realization that she had fulfilled such a big part of the much needed father role in my life, like I'm telling you such an overwhelming rush of love and gratitude came over me for my Nana. Um, you know, she wasn't just my Nana, she was my mother and my father in ways that I needed most. So I also thought too, ugh, man, <laughs> I'm not speaking English today. I also thought too, we spoke about generational curses last week, right? My Nana shared a lot about her father and how she was really close to him growing up. Um, and in my head, I thought, you know, he did a really great job fathering her. If he fathered her and then in turn, she fathered me. Here we have a generational blessing of fatherhood, right? Being indirectly fathered by my grandmother's father through her. So I know we talk a lot about generational curses, guys, but generational blessings are also deserving of acknowledgement as rare as they may be. So I thought I would just kind of highlight that. So, takeaway number two on how to refather ourselves, how to be our own daddies, is to reaffirm your greatness, reaffirm your goals and your dreams. Start listening to and learning those affirmations. Like, affirmations are so underrated, guys. Like, they're so helpful with reprogramming your thoughts, which you're gonna need if you've been given all these hurtful affirmations all your life from your father figure or from the people around you. So, get affirming, get on it. Takeaway number three is to find the balance between encouragement and discipline in your everyday life. I feel like my Nana was really good like that. Like I said, she was really encouraging, but also she was a freaking tyrant. So I guess you could use your affirmations as a means of encouragement. Like absolutely you can and should use your affirmations as a means of self-encouragement. If you can surround yourself with people who encourage you and affirm you, like even better. I feel like we should be surrounding ourselves with those type of people anyway, guys. Um, but on the flip side, we gotta be learning and practicing discipline every day because it's one thing to believe that we can achieve a goal and a dream. Um, it's another thing to have the discipline to act on it and do what is necessary to achieve it. So truthfully, Discipline has probably been the most difficult part of refathering for me. My father is actually incredibly disciplined, as is my grandmother. So I kind of sat there for a moment and was like, I don't know why I have struggled <laughs> so much to structure my life in a way that I want to, um, especially as an adult. I was quite disciplined and focused in my younger years. So why am I struggling with it as an adult? Upon reflection, I think there was a lot of instability and um, frivolity in my teenage years. There was a lot of partying, there was a lot of distractions, the people around me weren't very focused, weren't very encouraging or goal orientated and I abandoned myself and the self-discipline I had learned in my younger years in order to fit in and be accepted by these people. So having to weed that energy out and reprogram myself all over again um, as an adult has been super, super challenging. 
right? It has taken me a very long time to fully forgive my teenage self for the decisions that she made, for the time and energy that she wasted and the people that she wasted it on and for abandoning herself for others. But, you know, we live, we learn, the important part being that we learn so that we don't have to relearn the same lessons again. This is a big reason why refathering myself has become so important to me in my adult years, right? Like setting boundaries and clear expectations for myself, saying no to things that don't align with me or the life that I want for myself, keeping myself accountable and celebrating my wins. You know, as children, these things are things that our fathers or our father figures usually or hopefully teach us. So if we can draw on those teachings and reteach ourselves or at least bring those teachings to the forefront, we can keep ourselves on track and strive towards our goals uninhibited by distraction and we can become much more aware of when things and people are asking or expecting us to abandon ourselves for their sake. So start off small. For example, one of the simplest steps you can take to exercise you know that discipline in your daily life is to like make a bed every morning I, I mean you hear it on a lot of kind of motivational videos and podcasts like make your bed every morning or like get up one hour earlier to journal or stretch or meditate and pray um, maybe you want to start going to the gym again or eating better or cut down on alcohol consumption or you might want to practice saying no or speaking up more at work or in you know social environments whatever it may be take one of those small goals and start chipping away at it every day you can do it be patient with yourself if you have to restart a few times it doesn't matter like keep going keep trying keep exercising that discipline muscle and don't forget to encourage and affirm yourself along the way okay the final part of the father role i want to touch on is the protection and safety element of it. Okay, I lied. This part of refathering is easily the most triggering part for me. It can throw me into this state or spiral of like full on lack and trigger memories of my dad leaving and feeling like I've just been thrown to the wolves. So I think as daughters, this protective part of the father role is so important to us. Um, you know, knowing and trusting that we can rely on dad to fight for us and keep us safe sets the tone for future relationships we have with men. And not having the knowledge and trust that we're protected and safe can leave us in this constant state of unease and panic. You know, I've been there. It's not nice being in this kind of like fight or flight mode all the time. Nata, my partner, is the man that comes to mind when I think of safety and protection. We had a few like really good conversations this week about the father role and about kind of like manhood in general. And I was able to acknowledge the gaps that he's filled for me and the ways that, you know, he has actually helped with my whole refathering process. When I stress and have anxiety attacks, like the freaking scamming incidents, <laughs> he reminds me to breathe and look at the situation logically. Um, when I've had a hard day and I'm feeling vulnerable, uh, he'll hold me and let me hide in his arms for a while until I'm ready to face the world again. Um, you know, he'll encourage me and celebrate with me, but he'll also tell me what I need to hear, especially when I don't want to hear it. And he encourages me to be playful and embrace the dorky childlike parts of me that I suppressed out of shame, right? Out of being teased about it. So I have learned 
that it's okay and it's important to have someone you can rely on for protection, safety and support. Like it is so needed and it is so okay and it is so deserved. I'm incredibly blessed to have a partner that helps and supports and contributes to my healing in this way and frick I hope that for all of us. Like I hope we at least have one person that can be that kind of like home and safe space for us externally. Um, I also believe that it is important to feel safe and protected within ourselves and the spaces we occupy, right? So this part of refathering is imperative for me. It is both triggering and fun. In, heal in healing and discovering myself, my intention is to create a space of safety within and around myself, you know, to feel at home within myself, to feel comfortable in my skin and who I am. I also try to reflect this in my external world, especially my home. I love my home, right? Like over the years, I've started building a relationship with my house. Like it's my safe haven from the world. If everything goes to shit and I have like a really horrible day, I know that I can come home to my house and it's just like the energy's right, the space is right, you know, it's, it's my safe space. And I love learning how to create, clean and organize my home. Like I am all freaking for it. In terms of protection, um, prayer and affirmations are a big one for me. Again, underrated. I can't get enough of that. I can't explain how valuable those things are. And I also like to invest in crystals, teas, herbs, incense, and oils that help with protection and cleansing too. All right. Um, our final takeaway, okay, takeaway number four. I know we usually have three, but why not just chuck another one in there? Create a space of safety and protection within and around yourself, okay? And allow yourself to receive safety and protection from those who love you, right? So to summarize our whole episode and the four takeaways that we've just been through, how do we become our own daddies? How do we refather ourselves? We, we prioritize play and we, we make sure that we have fun. We get affirming. We exercise the discipline muscle and we make sure to encourage ourselves along the way. And we create space or a space of safety and protection within and around ourselves and allow ourselves to receive those things from the people that love us, okay? Honestly, the biggest breakthrough I have had from refathering myself and practicing these things, understanding these things is realizing that I have never lacked. Like I have never lacked. I was blessed with many father figures, both men and women, who taught me as much as they could. And for that, I'm honestly humbled and grateful. And now that I'm a big girl, I'm able to father myself from this point forward and fulfill my own needs and be my own safety and navigate the world my way, the way that I want to, right? So if you're listening today and you're struggling to feel safe and protected because your father failed to fulfill that role for you, if you're listening today and are overwhelmed from living like a fucking chaotic life absent structure because your father failed to fulfill that role for you if you're listening today and you're angry and hurt because your father wasn't around or present enough in your life i have been where you are and truthfully i honest like i find myself back in that space from time to time especially when i'm triggered to go back into that space the hurt and the sadness may never go away, but it does get easier because we get stronger, we get older, and we become more accountable, right? Um, you know, we're healing. So it's not your fault that you missed out on that much needed love and care that only a father can give, but it is your responsibility to fill that gap and give that love and care to yourself. You can do it, we can do it, 
and it starts by making the decision to do it for yourself to choose yourself all right i'm fucking cheering you all the way like i'm here sis i'm fucking healing from that wound too we can do it it ain't easy it's not for the cheesy but wheezy can do it <laughs> i don't know we can do it is my point okay i'm excited about what's next um truly i am i'm thankful for the peace i feel and the weight off my shoulders which i've carried for a long time um, around my father wound i have thoroughly enjoyed being my own daddy <laughs> and learning to be my own daddy right like i've been getting myself up at 4 45 every morning guys and like journaling praying um getting shit done like who am i i almost don't recognize myself i'm not gonna lie like i'm loving where i am in my healing despite being exhausted from it all um and this whole refathering vibe for the past two weeks is you know it's 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 definitely been a journey for me but um a one that has been worthwhile i cannot help but feel like this new astrological year is like the beginning of a whole new era for us. Like, has anyone been feeling that vibe? It's been a crazy first quarter of 2023 for me, um, but I can feel the tides changing. Like I'm ready for it and I hope you guys are ready for it too. I just, everything's been so overwhelming and everything's been kind of like up in the air. I was saying to Nada, like, fuck, I don't know what it is. I'm just feeling like super overwhelmed right now. And it's not because anything's bad is happening, it's just, I just feel like everything that I've like inside <laughs> in my internal world is being like thrown up in the air and deconstructed for the purpose of like reconstruction. Oh, yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at. But finally, I can feel myself settling into that discomfort and like good shit is happening. I feel like good shit is coming. So I am sending you all my love and light today i hope you all have an amazing night and an amazing week i hope something i said resonated with you i hope something i said tonight helped you in your personal journey i cannot wait to see you all next week to talk about re-mothering yes the other side of reparenting i cannot wait for that i can't wait to shed that and get that off my chest before the new astrological year next monday so have an awesome week Make sure you come with your teapots. <laughs> I love you all so much. Stay safe, stay awesome, and keep being you. Bye.